Introducing Thinking It Through Wins and Wisdom Conversations on The Robin Graham Show. Hey friend, we're doing something new and I'm thrilled to share it with you. How would you like to be featured on a top 1% globally ranked podcast and ask a burning question about growing your business? This is your time to shine and to tell my community how you get wins for your clients and to pick my brain, so to speak. I'll answer your question and you and your business get a major shout out. It's a win-win. You've got nothing to lose. To take advantage of this unique, rewarding, and limited time opportunity, go to bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash thinking it through to apply today. The link is in the show notes. Welcome to The Robin Graham Show, the go-to podcast for Christian entrepreneurs and business owners who want success without social media. Are you tired of hearing you must be on social media, posting at just the right time, and constantly selling in the DMs to grow a successful business? Are you sick of spending countless hours producing valuable content with little to nothing to show for it? Worse yet, are you fed up with imposter syndrome that inevitably comes from time spent scrolling on social media? No wonder you procrastinate. But I've got great news. There is a better way to grow your business. Hey friend, I'm Robin Graham, a Christian business coach and marketing strategist specializing in growing a successful business without social media. I'm also the author of You, Me, and Anxiety. The Robin Graham Show is a podcast for faith-based business owners and entrepreneurs who want to follow their God-led calling and uncover joy, purpose, and passion in their life and business while having an impact and making money. Each week, I'll teach on how to grow your business without social media, in addition to various topics and strategies that you can employ to do so. Think how-tos like marketing, SEO, personal branding, PR, email marketing, and sales strategies. Tech tools, systems, processes, and automation, the behind-the-scenes stuff you need to simplify. And strategies to recognize and navigate mindset barriers and anxiety. I and my guests will give you the best advice to help you create the life and business of your dreams with a healthy dose of Jesus, of course, so that you can build a solid foundation for your business and create a lifetime of limitless earning potential while fulfilling your purpose and creating a ripple effect of good in the world. If you're tired of overthinking and doing all the things with minimal results, you're in the right place. I'm all about simplicity, ease, and grace while having fun, creating an impact, and making money. Subscribe for new content every week. And be sure to visit therobingraham.com forward slash resources to download free resources to help you grow your business for limitless earning potential. And if you want, email us at theteam at therobingraham.com. We open all of our emails and would love to hear from you. Tell us what your struggles are, your challenges, or just say hi. Hey, beautiful friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Robin Graham Show. Today, I have a very special guest with me, another Christian entrepreneur and woman who I find incredibly inspiring. She is an ambitious Christian woman. She is working to redefine hustle through her podcast and helping women work God's way instead of the worldly way, aka we have that in common. She is changing what achieving success looks like. Mm -hmm. And I love that because you guys, we talk so much about um, 
not building your business on social media, but building that foundation outside of social media so that you can truly hear what God's calling you for and truly follow his instructions and his guidance. And I love that Aaron is doing this because we do get so inundated in that hustle mindset, especially when we see on social media that so-and-so had a six-figure launch or so-and-so had a $40,000 month. And guess what? That's not reality for most of us. It's not reality for every entrepreneur that's out there. And you are not required to feel like you have a lack of abundance simply because you're not making close to a million dollars a year or in a month. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I had heard Erin talk about this topic, Money Mindset, on her show, Redefine Hustle. And I, I had to have her on the show because she has such a unique perspective, a powerful perspective, a great experience, and she is the perfect example of how all of us can rethink our relationship with money based on scripture. So without further ado, Erin Harrigan, welcome to The Robin Graham Show. Oh, Robin Graham, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and just so honored to be your guest. Well, I'm honored to have you. It's funny, the listeners know that I tend to stalk people when I do want to have them on the show or whenever they pitch and I accept them as a guest. So it's nice to just have your beautiful face right in front of me <laughs> and get to experience you to myself. So I'm Aww. happy to share you with the listeners as well. Before we dive in, before we dive into this really juicy conversation, will you tell the listeners how you got to this point in your journey? Well, the Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> so I've been a <laughs> driver's driver. Yeah, I've been a driver's driver and achievement chaser my whole life. Growing up in and out of poverty, the oldest of four to a single mom, I learned to work hard, which is great. But I also began to idolize money really early in life because I thought that money would be our savior. So that led me to go get my degree and get a job and start climbing the corporate ladder and was raised to know God but never really had a relationship with Jesus. It was very religion-based, if if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So throughout my adulthood, progressively increasing salary, increasing titles, et cetera, I was very driven by achievement, driven by recognition, and definitely driven by the commas in my paycheck. Because to me, that is what meant everything. In 2010, I decided to start a business with a network marketing company. And it was going to be my exit strategy out of corporate. I took all of the tenacity and drive that I always had and put it right into that, working that alongside of my corporate job. And in 14 months, I had promoted three of four levels. So I was like, Aaron doesn't go anywhere but the top. So clearly, I'm going to the top. In 2012, my corporate job let me go unexpectedly. I thought, this is awesome. I'm just going to keep rolling right along with my business. But then fast forward to 2014, I woke up one day, big house, company luxury car, all of the life and the outward success and looking good on social media. And I looked in the mirror and thought, this is not what I thought this would feel like. I was empty. I was unfulfilled. I was constantly running. I was in the hustle. And I called a mentor who thankfully is such a beautiful sister in Christ. And I said, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I just have to do more. But like, what is going on? In my frantic conversation with her, she stopped and she said two things, Robin. One, you don't know who you are or whose you are. And two, 
do you have a relationship with Jesus? And at that time, I, again, as I said, believed in God, but I was surrounded by very new age thinkers in the organization that I was in, in my company. And so Jesus was sort of like this mashup of the universe, the law of attraction, and this guy, right? Again, I didn't have a personal relationship, but from where I was that day, I felt I was at rock bottom and I looked up and Jesus reached his hand. And so on October 4th, 2014, I gave my life to Christ and that changed everything as, as we all know, right? Scripture tells us that the way I view business, the way I do business, it was like Jesus said, oh, my dear ambitious daughter, <laughs> why don't you let me drive and you hold this map, the Bible. And then after four years of stops and starts and pruning and peeling away of layers, he said to me, now go teach my ambitious daughters this. So that's where I went. Uh, 2018 launched my coaching business alongside of my network marketing business because I was still not putting it down, even though he told me to, um, and really sought to help these high achieving women like, like me to integrate their faith in business so that they could build a thriving business for most of all kingdom impact and glorifying God but so that they could do it from a place of clarity and serenity and fulfillment. That didn't mean giving up their income, but it meant doing business differently or what I call redefining hustle. So emulating Jesus as we work, but also not doing business as usual. And that's where we are today. Out of that came my podcast. Out of that came my book, Pursuing Success God's Way in 2020. And it is my most favorite thing to see the relief and the peace that happens when these women realize they don't have to be self-reliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that so much. And just hearing you say it, and I'm hoping the listeners experienced it too. There was just this sense of peace mm. that came over me as you were talking. And yeah. we grew up in a very similar way. I, you know, it was, it wasn't feast or famine, but you know, we were like, lower to middle class, you know, um, my parents were married. So I had that going for me, but we weren't given the opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. It was a very legalistic mm -hmm. faith, right? It was, you do this right, or you're going to be punished. Yeah. And I was afraid. And, you know, that caused me to kind of veer away in college and everything. Mm -hmm. I always had that basis but it wasn't until I really learned um, not that long ago, um, I heard someone say that it's not about having faith. It's about having a relationship mm. with Jesus. And that really changed my perspective. And when you read the Bible, he really does want that from us or with us. And then you add the Holy Spirit in there and it's like, whoa, this guy's the limit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and for me, you know, I came to faith in Christ at 46. So, you know, it'll be 10 years next, next, a year from this October. And to think back at how I lived my life and how I was constantly white knuckling and I was constantly like, when is the next promotion and the next incentive and all the things, man, like now what's so fascinating is when I have a lot happening on my schedule, I, I, that is, it's too much for me where before I would fill every piece of white space because I thought I had to constantly be going in my own strength. Doing. 
and doing. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's talk about your money mindset challenges, because I know you had a big shift in your business once you had, oh, I don't know what, what the right word is, but kind of, well, transformed your mindset or mastered the mindset mm -hmm. around money. Yeah. Yeah. So even after giving my life to Christ, there is an ease that happens when we allow him to lead us, but it's not easy because the world is very loud and chaotic, right? I know, Robin, you talk about this all the time, right? To build your business without social media. Part of the, part of the reason is because we're constantly looking left and right and we have our head on swivel, which of course the Lord tells us not to do, right? So for me, one of the biggest things that happened after that is my husband and I went through a massive financial crisis that really hit home in 2016. And we realized that we were spending thousands more than we were actually bringing in. And so drained my 401k to keep us afloat because we didn't want anybody to know I'd lost my job and we didn't want to give up, you know, the big house or the luxury car. But through that process, and we had gone through Financial Peace University, I would say the first thing that happened with my mindset was to realize that it's never how much you make, it's always how much you spend. So what you said earlier about how sometimes we look at people and we think they're making $20,000 a month. You know, one of my pet peeves is when people are like, I'm going to show you how to make $10,000 a month. Okay, well, first of all, is that God's plan? I mean, I know there's a lot of talk about how God wants to give us everything. And, uh, you know, I'm not even going to get into the whole prosperity gospel thing, but we have to really be clear on how we're supposed to be a good steward of our money, first and foremost. So to me, what that means is understanding how much do I need my business to bring in for my family and not being afraid to know what that number is, not being afraid that, oh my gosh, am I thinking too small? Um, not getting caught up in, in the worldly thought process of, well, I'm not a success if I'm not having a 5K month, right? Because what matters to God is that he's given you this vehicle of your business for kingdom impact. It is the place where you administer your gifts and talents. Yes, there will be income that comes with that, but he doesn't care <laughs> about you going for those big numbers. So, so that mindset shift of like accepting, how do I become a good steward of my money? How do I understand the best way to be saving money? How do I understand to give back to the Lord, the local church, et cetera? Before I start thinking, I've got to like go make a million dollars, right? Um, the shift in my the second shift in my mindset was I am not defined by those numbers. So for so long in my life, growing up the way we did, I felt that I was defined as the poor kid. I was defined as the kid who wore her cousin's hand-me-downs and my cousins were boys. <laughs> I was defined <laughs> by the activities and the things that we couldn't do because we didn't have the money to do it. And so therefore, because I idolized money and I do use that word for, for the truth that it is, money was my idol. You heard me say earlier, money was my savior. So therefore, the more I made, the more my ego, the more my identity was puffed up. But here's the problem with that. If you're allowing that to define you, what happens when you have a down month? What happens if your job goes away? What happens when a pandemic hits and it affects your business? 
if we're anchoring our our identity in the money, then when that shifts, because it will, we are left very often face down on the floor, right? In major anxiety and depression. So the second change in mindset for me was money and what I earn does not define me. It's a tool. Um, we aren't to hate money. Again, as we know, the, the, the scripture is the love of money is the issue. And that's totally what I had, right? So that was the second shift in mindset for me was understanding that money does not define me. Um, I would say the third thing is that we forget that God is a is a God of agriculture, that God is a God of multiplication. So what do I mean by that? So often we're planting seeds and we're standing over top of it going, come on, grow, grow. But if you read any part of the Bible, there's so much about agriculture and so much about the early rains and the late season rains and and yielding your fruit in its season, everything for God is about planting and believing and having the faith that if we are simply obedient to what he gives us to do, we don't have to worry about whether that will grow or not. It will grow, but we live in fear of it not growing. We live in fear of losing it. And therefore the enemy has hold of us in that fear. And so we, we either shrink back and don't step out to boldly give the world what God has intended for us to do in the world. Um, or we come across like, you know, desperation and just like dogs smell fear, like people smell desperation. And so that was the third mindset shift for me around money was that um, I don't, I don't have to go make it grow. I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to stand over it. I don't have to be constantly moving. I don't have to buy into hustle being this frantic, constant working. I can be intentional, I can be purposeful, and I can seek God and let him handle the growing and let me simply be obedient to what he's given me to do. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. And I just did a Friday Faith Foundations episode on the the sowing and the mm -hmm. harvest. And, yeah. and what I focused on was, are you grateful in mm -hmm. that time of sowing? Right. Because if we don't have gratitude for the seeds that God's planting, they mm -hmm. aren't going to grow because we have to have that gratitude. We have to be thankful, right? Is it Galatians 4, 6, maybe, or 6, 4 that talks about, you know, you can ask for anything with Thanksgiving. And with I think that we need to remember that, that he's working. That's right. 24, 7, 365. Yes. And we don't have to struggle and hustle. Um. No. But when we look at what we see online, it all looks like hustle and yeah. we get sucked into, well, so-and-so is doing this in her business. So I better do it too, or I'm not going to get the clients. Right. But the reality is, like you said, God knows who yes. needs us and right. he has already working to plant the seeds in them. The That's Holy right. Spirit is igniting a spark in them to recognize us as yes, who yeah. is going to be the one to work with them, to help them, to provide a solution for them. And I think that's something we so often forget. I'm guilty of it too. You know, oh, we all go through, and I think it's entrepreneurship. There's ebbs yes. and flows, yes. but when we're grasping for straws and we're going out and we're trying to take every online course, sign up for mm -hmm. every masterclass, mm -hmm. take mm -hmm. every webinar, pay a hundred dollars for this and a 200 mm -hmm. for that and 15 K for that coach, because she's making six figures or a million dollars or whatever. 
it just ends up draining you. Yeah. 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 And there can be so much more simplification if we Mm. just lean into what the Bible says. And that's right. And let Jesus guide us. Like I know the listeners probably get so tired of me saying this, but it's like, if you ask the Holy Spirit for knowledge and wisdom, he's going to give it to you. You just have to get quiet. quiet Right. You know, um, oh, I love everything that you're saying. (laughs) There's so much. Uh, Yeah. Here's the thing is that he is faithful to hear you. He is faithful to respond to you. Where we get ourselves tied up is he doesn't respond the way we want him to respond. Right. The plan doesn't look the way we wanted to. Trust me, I didn't plan to be doing this work. I planned to be at the top of my company, like sitting on a beach, drinking a pina colada, because that's what was promised to me. That's what was demonstrated. Um, that's what I wouldn't even say that it was modeled as much as it was um, storied to me, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. what we see isn't usually what is really happening there. At the same time, we we want to prescribe to the Lord, like, Lord, I want you to hear me, but here's how I want you to answer. You know, I read a book in, before I accepted Jesus, it's probably like, I don't know, six months before I read um, Mark Batterson's book, The Circle Maker. And I love Mark Batterson. I love his writing. But yes. don't you know that I took that book and his words, circle your prayer. And I sat on my family room floor on my knees and I drew a circle and I was like, Lord, I am circling my prayer that you are going to put me at the top of this company. And when I think back, like it, it makes me almost nauseous to think about the fact that I did that because we want to let God, I really believe we, as believing women, we want to let him lead us, but we're a little afraid that he might take us off course. We're a little bit afraid that he might redirect us, right? He might take the exit we don't want to take off of that highway. And not just in money, but in everything we're doing in our business, we have to come back to the truth that Moses gave the people in Deuteronomy, that the Lord your God is who gives you the power to gain wealth. What is wealth? Yes, some of it's money, some of it's flexibility, some of it's time, whatever. but if you're listening to the way the world dictates that and, and what it takes to do, then you will get caught up in the frantic hustle. But here's the opposite of that, Robin. I started to see people talk about anti-hustle. And I was like, well, hold on. I'm an ambitious woman and I like to have everything happening in my business. So the hustle adrenalizes me. But I want to do it in a way that's calm. I want to do it in a way that's peaceful. And it's fascinating because the first definition of hustle in the dictionary actually isn't aggressive. It's not that sort of negative connotation. It's about working with intention and a sense of timing. And if you think about Jesus, I think Melinda Fuller wrote a book called um, Obedience Over Hustle. And Mm -hmm. she says, if you read Mark chapter four, you will see that Jesus it doesn't say hustle in the Bible, but Jesus worked with small groups. He worked with large groups. He worked on one. But you know what he did? He didn't worry about the outcome because he knew that he could trust his father. And in the midst of things, he said, no, 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 I have to go rest and I have to go seek my father. And we're not often, we know we need to do it, but we're not often good at doing it because we think we have to keep moving. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to give up control. Oh, amen. Right. I mean, I think there's so much to that. And 
I have to say, I have had experienced such a shift over the past, I don't know, year and a half, two years, because I've just learned that if I shut out everything else and focus on him in scripture, like it is amazing the ideas that come to me for content creation when I am journaling in the morning after I've done my devotion. It is remarkable, but it's just being open to receive while giving back the time so that you have this dual relationship. Yeah. But it really is prefacing everything with from a place of gratitude first. If yes. you have a roof over your head, if you have a family, if you have, and there may be listeners out there that don't have all of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, there is a plan in what you're going through. And Jesus mm. is on there. He is right there with you. And there is something great that's coming in yeah. the other side of this journey. And yeah, I think it's, yeah. we so often forget to remember to be grateful in the moment for the little yeah. blessings that it's, it's funny. So you have a podcast. I have a podcast. We interview on podcasts. And the other day I was interviewing with these two young women. I'm probably old enough to be their mothers, but, um, <laughs> they have this great podcast. Um, is it SEO simplified or I don't remember anyway. Um, the one said, I want to ask you something, and this is kind of controversial, And she said, so I haven't been a Christian that long, but you're not afraid to talk about that in your business. I'm Mm. afraid to talk about that in my business. And I was like, oh, this is the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Because (laughs) yes, it is. It totally was because this poor girl was really struggling with what she should do about this Mm. and so afraid of putting Mm. it front and center, but clearly God was calling her to this. Yes. Yes. Clearly. And I was like, okay, see, these are the opportunities that arise. And if we don't forget to be grateful for those simple little things to bring glory to God, then we're going to lose sight of the overarching purpose he has Mm. for us and the things Mm -hmm. he's pushing us towards or calling us to. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, I get that question a lot in, you know, hey, I I am Christian, but like how much do I bring that forward in my business? And I always, first of all, I always point them back to the Holy Spirit. Like, well, what is the Holy Spirit telling you to do? Mm-hmm. I think the fear is if I do that, that's going to turn people off. If I do that, I'm going to get backlash. Well, first of all, let's just say the truth. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you are. But a couple of things, if you believe that God has given you your business for a very specific purpose and you believe that he is putting your vision in the hearts of others so that they will find you, right? He's already lined the people up to work with you. There's nothing you can do that will turn those people off. And the people that you do turn off aren't your people, right? If you're trying to serve everyone, you're serving no one, Mm -hmm. right? Amen. Um, but you can love those people. You can because that that's what we're called to do. You can love those people without affirming that they think you're crazy, right? <laughs> um, at the same time, going back to what does the Holy Spirit tell you to do? I work with a lot of women who work their their clients are a secular audience, and I said, you know, you can reflect Jesus without saying a word. Let your actions, let your attitude, let the way you solve problems problems be your reflection of him because here's what happens they experience in their most frantic moments 
your peace, your calm. Uh-huh. They know that they can trust you. They know that you've got them. And that can open that door. Like you said, Robin, that can open the door when, when your client says, gosh, you are so calm. Like, how do you do that? I want that. Uh-huh. It opens the door for a conversation, but not everyone is not everyone has been given the instruction to be so bold and forward no. with their faith. Not everyone has been given the instruction to use their platform of their business to talk about controversial political world, social topics. Like I haven't, that is not what my platform, I'm clear that God did not give me that permission. So I would say to those who are listening, who are like, I'm a little bit afraid to talk about my faith, get to the bottom of that. Like why? And well, what is the Holy spirit given you to do? Maybe he hasn't told you to talk boldly about your faith. Maybe he's told you to just reflect Jesus in the way you show up for your clients and the services that you provide and how you deliver. You know, for I, I was working with a client earlier this year um, and she was really great at what she did. But over time, what I began to uncover is that she had a, she was always over promising and under delivering. Uh-huh. And I said, that is not reflecting Jesus. Uh-huh. So like, even though you're talking about Jesus, you're not actually reflecting him in your actions. So you know, you've got to understand those pieces. And the only way to understand those pieces is to be in union with him. You can't figure it out on your own. And he doesn't make you to do that. Yeah. It's funny. This morning in my devotion, I think it was a a verse in, I think it's in Mark where Jesus says to the disciples, um, love one another as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. And the devotion itself was talking about how, you know, we can get so distracted. Mm. And we can look at the the pains in our, our life, the struggles and all these things. That's right. But at the end of the day, we're, we're called to love as he loved us. And no matter what it is, we're not called to, you know, be flashing lights on Times Square, right? We're, we're called to love <laughs> and show love because then that mm. demonstrates Jesus love. And sometimes- I really believe that some of us are just called for that. Yes. And and I think it, it depends on your personality too. You know, yeah. like you have to be bold and courageous and, mm-hmm. you know, it took a long time for me to be bold and courageous, right? <laughs> especially yeah. in business. And so, you know, I think when you feel that pull, listen to it because yeah. that is the Holy spirit. Like don't keep right. quieting it really mm. just sit, just sit and listen. That's right. Because it's, it, and it sounds crazy to think this voice is coming at you, but I mean, it's just like a thought rolling through your mind, mm. but it's a thought mm-hmm. that recurs. Yeah. It's this little nudge you feel, you know, that's right. And if we pay attention to that, I think we really can live the life and, and have the money mindset where, okay, I don't have to make what everyone else makes in order to be successful. And I don't have to break my back and hustle Mm. and do all the things. I say this in my copy all the time. If you are tired of doing all the things with no results, it's time to stop doing all the things and simplify. Yeah. And, um, you know, I really believe that that that's what God wants for us. And when we talk about abundance, financial abundance is there for us. If it's meant to be there for us, we're not all meant to have the same exact amount of money and we're not all meant to make the same amount of money and we're not all meant to serve the same clients. Therefore, 
what we charge and how we serve is different. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you believe that who is supposed to hear from Robin is different than who is supposed to hear from Aaron, right? Then you can get to a place where there is no competition. Like, yes, if you're planning your SEO strategy and everything, you're going to say, okay, well, who is my competition, right? But also understanding that they may be in the same space, but what people need to hear from them, God has already planned. And what people need to hear from you, God has already planned. You said something earlier, Robin, that I just wanted to bring up, which was, you know, when we give him that space, it's amazing when we get quiet, how he brings those content ideas to you. You know, how he, for me, I've seen it like, okay, this is the next place that I want you to go. This is the next service offering or what have you. But even seeing my clients experience when they finally get quiet and they get to that place of calm or we've mapped out their God honoring strategy and we've mapped into it quiet time, right? Which seems like, oh, that's late. Like I'm being lazy if I take Monday and not do, you know, whatever work. No, no, no. Here's what happens is that he brings connection. He brings opportunity. Like I've seen it so many times where he has shown up with people or new clients or whatever. And my client is like, I don't even know where that person came from. They came from God. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but we've got to give him the margin to move. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you just said is so important too, Aaron, is that when those things happen and people literally drop out of the sky, like, thank Jesus. Yes. Right. I mean, we can look at it all day long. And, but I mean, even if somebody finds me on Google, I know that was God directing them That's to find right. me on Google. Like I mm -hmm. showed up for them at the right time when yes. they needed me most and when they were ready to purchase from me. That's it's right. It's not, it's not like, and, and if you have these, these experiences where, you know, the sales call doesn't convert. Okay. We all have those. Absolutely. We all yeah. have those. We're not right. meant to serve everyone. Mm. And you don't, don't focus on, oh, that's a loss of money. Focus on that was a God wink because that person was going to be a big pain in the butt. <laughs> right. 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 Or like maybe the timing isn't right. You know, a yeah. client's prospective clients are always surprised when we have our discovery call and, you know, I make some recommendations of how we can work together. And then I say to them, listen, I believe that where God guides, he provides. And it, if, if it is his timing to work with you or work with me, then he will make that clear to you. And if it's not, okay. Which is so counterintuitive for my sales background. Like, yes, you would never say that to a client, you know? But I just know, and I've seen it myself and experienced it, and my clients have experienced it, that when you come at it from the gratitude of, gosh, it was so amazing to have this conversation with you today. And I'm praying that God will make it clear to you what you're supposed to do next. There's sort of this, you said this earlier, this kind of feeling of relief. Like I see them physically go, oh, like there's a relief. They don't feel pressure. They don't feel like they're being sold. Sometimes it isn't the right time for them. And you know what? That's okay. Because if you believe that God is going to provide, your job is to be obedient and to receive his instruction and to receive the outcome of your obedience, period. Period. Yeah. And what you just said circles all the way back to what you said earlier when we were talking about the money mindset and how desperation, mm. desperation, I think, triggers all the senses. 
Like oh, if yeah. you think of the five senses, you can smell it. You can feel the tension in yep. desperation. You can see it in the person's body language. You know, it, it really is a striking, uh, I don't know what the right phrase is, but it it's like, almost like strike three, you're out. Whenever yeah. that desperation comes to the surface yeah, and sure. when we rethink and, and don't push and don't try to control, but we let God yeah. have the final say and the final influence and depend on him to work in that person to mm. guide them, to make That's the right, right decision. Right. Everything is going to be so much more peaceful and more foundationally successful. Yes. More lasting. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh, Erin, this has been so fun. I could talk to you all day long. I know, me been, too. <laughs> oh my gosh. This has been such an honor to have you on the show. And I thank you so much for sharing your light and the light of Jesus in you with the listeners, because this mm-hmm. has just been so great. So beautiful. Let me ask you this. I, I know now how your faith has influenced your journey, but I would love for you to tell the listeners just a a tiny bit, how more about how your faith has influenced your journey, but even more so maybe leave them with a scripture verse that you have found really helped you when you were navigating some of the money mindset challenges. Definitely. The biggest scripture that, which is the foundation of all of my business is John 15, four and five, which is all about abiding, right? It's, it's the fact that Jesus is the vine and we are the branch. Mm -hmm. So Our job is not to block the nourishment of the branch. How do we block the nourishment of the branch? We get caught up in um, idolatry. We get caught up in coveting. We don't use that word a lot, but we get caught up in coveting someone else's journey, someone else's success. I should be here by now, all the things. We lose the moments of gratitude like you were talking about earlier. All of those, if you think of it like a clogged artery, it kind of clogs up the artery of the branch connected to the vine. But in John 14 or John 15, four and five, Jesus tells us like abide in me and I and you. Um, He tells us that we can do nothing without him. He tells us that he nourishes us. He tells us that we're not just going to produce some fruit. We're going to produce much fruit, but we can't actually do that without him. And the visual of all of that really, it was around 20, it was, it was 2018, 2019, where all of that just came into focus for me. And I realized that it wasn't, it wasn't just that I accepted Jesus. Like I had to give him all of me. And so often we're like, well, I'll just hold on to this piece. (laughs) Right. Um, But he cares about every little piece. So for me, that, that is a big scripture. The other scripture that I would say, which is very often what I'm praying when I'm laying face down on the floor in my office behind me, because I do that a lot is, um, Psalm 25 verses four and five, which says, show me your ways. O Lord, teach me your path, lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation. And on you, I wait all the day when I am in a fog, when I am just feeling chaotic, when I'm stuck in my writing, when I'm stuck in the next conversation I'm going to have with the client, whatever it is, I lay down on the floor, literally, and I put my I face down and I pray that. Because that immediately brings me peace. It reminds me that it's his way, not mine. But it's to me, it's also reminding him like, Lord, knock, knock, knock. I I need you. (laughs) Right. Those scriptures have made a tremendous difference 
in my life and not just in business, you know, everything from, are we supposed to get this dog? Um, every, you know, are we supposed to keep renting this house that we have or, or are we supposed to buy? Um, how do I interact with my adult daughters? Like, show me your way, Lord. Um, you know, when I get frustrated with my husband and I'm like, Jesus, I need you to help me love him. Like you love him. Um, show me your way. Like, honestly, <laughs> throughout my whole life. And for somebody that was always self-reliant in all of those areas of life, there is such complete peace that I had been yearning for for so long before Jesus said, give me your life. And I'll tell you, whew, it gives me chills. I don't, I can't even imagine doing it without him. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I agree 100%. Like it's so, so true. And I know that I know that Psalm 25, four, five is on the list of, I have a, and listeners, you can go download this on the website. If you go to the robingrahamcom forward slash resources, but there's a list of 37 Bible verses that business owners and entrepreneurs should reflect on and live by. And, mm -hmm. and I am 98% positive that Psalm 25, four, five is on there. Mm -hmm. Um, if not, I did a blog post about it because it's so powerful. And yeah. I think you, you just said the perfect example and we'll, then we'll wrap up, but to use scripture as prayer, yes. I think it's so powerful because sometimes we don't have the words, That's but right. the Holy spirit has given us the words, mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. is all in scripture. So I do encourage you everyone to tap into that as a resource, because if yes. you're feeling like, I don't know how, and my sisters and I have had this conversation, like, we're like, I just feel like I don't know how to pray. Mm. And it's amazing how, when you read scripture, those, yeah. it makes it so much yeah. easier to pray because you can just even pull bits and pieces from different yeah. scripture verses, but they all come together to be this most beautiful prayer. And the Holy spirit will guide that mm. guide you in that. Like the Holy spirit is there for us. Like, that's right. I can't remember the exact verse, but you know, he will, he goes to God for us. That's right. Owns for us. He yes. knows what we need. He feels our needs and our desires, and he will pray for us on mm -hmm. our behalf. So don't be afraid to tap mm -hmm. into that resource of prayer. It really is the biggest, greatest, most powerful resource you have as a business owner and as a human being. Yes. All right. On that note, we're going to close shop for the day. But Erin, will you please tell everyone how they can find you, connect with you, learn more from you? For sure. So definitely go to my website, erinharrigan.com. You'll see the podcast, my blog, how to work with me, but just get to know me, right? I love to hang out on Instagram as Erin D. Harrigan, D as in David. And I love to be on LinkedIn as well as Aaron Harrigan. So come find me, follow along, see what I talk about. I really think it's important that, you know, people get to know, and, and I'm pretty real and Robin, I know you are too. So you'll, you'll see like some transparent stuff, but yeah, I would love, and, and send me a DM. Like I'd love to connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. And um, guys, seriously, go check out our Instagram. So cute. So fun. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. We did go a little long this episode, but I know it was worth every single minute because I know the Holy Spirit was guiding this conversation. Hands down, it just there. It's so clear to me. And I know that 
somebody needed to hear this exact message today and I hope that it blesses you. If you enjoyed the episode, please do us a favor and leave us a rating and review because that is how more people will find the, the podcast as a whole. But most importantly, this episode was such incredibly powerful, moving information. All right, everyone, thanks so much for being here and I will see you all next time. And that's a wrap, friends. A heartfelt thank you for being here. I know there are many other ways that you could spend your time, so I truly appreciate you joining me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. Ratings and reviews are how we grow and get amazing guests and how more people find the show. A kind review would mean the world to me. Oh, and don't forget to share the episode with someone that it will help. And let's connect. You can find me on Pinterest and LinkedIn as therobingraham.com. And be sure and visit the website, therobingraham.com forward slash resources for a plethora of resources to help you grow your business for long-term success. Until next time, remember to smile.